Hello and welcome to episode 77 of Constructing Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we are going to break down and discuss two recent trailers, Black Widow and James Bond, No Time to Die. This is Matt and I'm joined by Noah. Hey there. All right, Noah, so why don't we, uh, why don't we start this off with a, uh, a viewing of the Black, Black Widow trailer and then we will, uh, we will discuss it in, in, in detail. Yeah. So, you everything good on your side there? Oh yeah, everything's good. I can see the screen. All right. Yep. Opening shot of some. It was a European city. Black room. Oh, it's a red room. Uh, flashbacks. Avengers flashbacks. Legal problem flashbacks. Yeah. Looking in a mirror, who am I? You got to have one of those in a spy thriller at some point or another, the character looking at a mirror and also walking through a train station. That's important. Yeah, it's definitely uh, very like Jason Bourne. Yeah. Oh, yep. There's even the, the, the IDs, the multiple IDs, multiple identities. I, I like this part right here. I thought, um, I love this actress, uh, Florence Pugh. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in Midsummer earlier this year. Phenomenal. And she's going to be in Little Women this uh, wintertime. And uh, she's, uh, she's going to be one of those actresses that'll be, you know, next level. Like, you know, receive a lot of acclaim. So good for Marvel getting her in on, the, on a big film when she's still, you know, an up-and-comer. And uh, if she's the one that comes becomes the next Black Widow, that's also a great thing too. Yes. So I like this costume right here. Do you like this costume, the the white one? Uh, so well, that'll be a topic of discussion there. Oh yeah, yeah. Red Guardian. Boom. Rachel Weiss always a good. Oh wow! So Rachel Weiss and Daniel Craig are married. So there's a connection right there between the two films, both spy thrillers. All right. Hey. So that's going to do it for that trailer. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, so we have a couple of things to discuss there. Um, we, you know, we, 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 we saw the, the imagery at the beginning to give us sort of like the, 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 the spy thriller feel, you know, we talked about the, the train station, the multiple passports. Yeah. Um, is there, what was, what were some of your other thoughts there? Um, yeah, you get the standard, yeah, a lot of standard spy thriller stuff, which we'll see in both trailers. There's a lot of repeated imagery, uh, I guess you could say it's sort of like the cliches of the spy thriller, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but at the same time, we're going to see, you know, it's kind of like how Winter Soldier was too, you know? Like there were a lot of the sort of spy thriller cliches in that film as well. But added on to it, you have the hyper reality of the Marvel universe, you know? So you know you're going to see something familiar, but then add on top of that the sort of fantastical elements that come with being in a Marvel movie. So I'm not too bothered by it. I mean, it's like, 
you know, this is a Marvel film that's going to be drawing from more like multiple influences more than it is going to be trying to follow the strict like spy thriller formula and aesthetic. So, you know, it, it's uh, when you see Black Widow with like multiple IDs, you know, looking dramatically in the mirror, trying to question her identity because she's been a trained killer her whole life. Um, yeah. Um, it, yeah. So, no, I, I enjoyed it. Uh, it had the, uh, what we'll probably talk about a little bit later, it's related. It had the, uh, it's very similar to the other trailer we're going to see. Um, but with the, you know, the, the element of it being in, in the Marvel, the Marvel U. So, um, what do you want to talk about now? You are next. Do you want to talk about some of the, should we go into some of the other characters we saw? I know we talked about the, the second, uh, the second Black Widow. Yeah. Um, can you hear me all right now? Yeah, it's a little bit better. Okay. Let me try to turn up the gain a little bit. So um, this, that, that's interesting. And uh, I wonder if the second Black Widow will play into um, the, the Marvel U uh, going forward post, uh, post Endgame. Yeah, and that has its roots in, in the comics as well. Multiple Black Widows, right? Yes. Yeah, that, that character was definitely in the, the comics. Again, me watching back issue prices, the, her first appearance went up uh, not too long ago. I can imagine. But were there, so like but all three of them have their roots in sort of classic Black Widow comics. Um, you know, of course, Natasha Romanoff is sort of sort of like the, like, you know, the first one. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then the other two were sort of like, like other characters that sort of came in and out as Black Widow as like, you know, as the main one changed roles, I guess. Right. Yeah, actually, I don't, I don't know who the, who the third one is. Do you know? Yeah. Cause I, I always knew about the other one. I knew about the, you know, Yelen, Yelena, that mm-hmm. one. I knew that one, but I didn't know about the other one either. So that might end up being a twist in the film. You never know. Um, the one played by Rachel White, Rachel Weiss. Okay. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that character. Um, and again, I'm not familiar enough with, with Black Widow lore to know if, like who she could be possibly. Um, her character name is, let me pull it up. But in the meantime, I guess we can talk about um, David Harbour as the Red Guardian. Yeah. Um, so that was that was interesting um i know that when he was cast there was a lot of uh, excitement about who he could be um we all know, thought he was we, be we task knew taskmaster was was in this yeah. movie so i think a lot of people thought uh he was going to be the taskmaster um and then i saw that there was a, some people were hoping that maybe um with the uh the business moves in fantastic four being acquired that he was going to be ben Grimm, and that would have been awesome yeah. but uh, no, he's 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 Red Guardian here. Yeah, and I like uh, um, I like the choice of him being Red Guardian. Like, mm-hmm. I like that he's sort of playing to his strengths. It seems like, um, you know, he doesn't seem to be like you know being too much. He's basically like you know Russian David Hopper or whatever Sheriff Hopper. It seems like from Stranger Things. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, no, that, that, that's pretty interesting. And he, it, it's an interesting take in the fact that, uh, 
you know, he was supposed to be Russia's answer to, to Captain America. Yeah, it is interesting. Um, what, uh, what I like about it is, is that, you know, it's sort of, it's again, it's playing, you know, it's, it's, uh, it seems to be also sort of drawing upon sort of the, the comedy of like how Thor was in the last Avengers film, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of a parody of himself, you know, the, the what if. So basically it's, it's Russia's answer to, to Captain America. It's, it's the poor man's Captain America imitation. And you can see that by just how like, you know, he's a, he's like, you know, he's like a fat, lazy, like, you know, former, you know, uh, secret agent basically. And, uh, I like that that's sort of their pitiful imitation of the ideal that was Captain America. Yeah. And I wonder if a little bit of it, and this is, you know, you know, Russia's still an entity, but like, it's a little bit of, I wonder how much of it is, is a, a commentary on that. Like, you know, we had the cold war and, you know, America basically through spending and all that stuff sort of defeated the Soviet union. And so you have, Captain America who continues on his on his path as Captain America as the as the side that won the Cold War and then you have the Red Guardian who was their you know their answer or their their take on Captain America and their system didn't sort of continue so he sort of is is downtrodden and and you know not uh not the ideal that that Captain America is yeah and you can even see that in how the how his costume is designed too. Mm-hmm. Like there are splashes of what Captain America's costume looks like in the, in the film, but like, it's still like, you can look at it and it looks cheaper, you know, and it looks like, uh, it looks like there wasn't enough like resources or money spent into the design. It's just a rip off. Like, again, it's just a cheap rip off of Captain America. So that was a cool design element. And I think overall the design of this film looks really great. Um, mm-hmm. I like her new costume, uh, Black Widow's new costume, like both of them that we see in the trailers. Yeah. So we see the more typical design one that's uh, very reminiscent of sort of where she's at in the in Endgame. Like it's sort of, it's very similar to that costume, but then uh, they have the, like the snow, uh, like the snow like mission costume, which I'm always a sucker for any kind of like snow missions in Secret Agent films. So that was, that was cool to see. Yeah, it was sort of very uh, G.I. Joe to have your sort or yes. Batman to have your sort of, you yeah. know, your outfit for, for each environment or, or, or you, not costume, but sort of like your tactical gear to, to fit every sort of environment. Because it looks like in that shit, she's in a, you know, a cold, snowy place. So, yeah, that was very, that was very cool. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sucker for that kind of stuff. Uh, I love I love seeing that. Um and but again, going into GI Joe territory, uh, let's talk about Taskmaster. Who I, I looked on IMDb, there's no actor really listed mm-hmm. as Taskmaster, so I guess we still don't know who's playing him. But uh, how do you feel about the design? Uh, so part of me is disappointed that we don't yeah. have the skull face, and then part of me is like, well, they're trying to go for uh in a weird sort of way a more grounded you know uh natasha doesn't have any superpowers she's just a highly skilled individual um uh, same with the uh, the other black widows um and taskmaster doesn't have any you know superpowers he's just able to you know mimic other people's fighting styles so he's just sort of like uh uh 
you know, a tactician in that way. Um, so they're, you know, they're going for, and this is weird to say, they're going for a realistic take in the, in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So they didn't go with the skull face, but then the other part of me is like, you know, we've, we've, we've had 20 movies before, you know, we have a huge green guy. We have, uh, you know, you know, in Avengers, we had people riding Pegasus with swords, you know, slashing through spaceships. So why can't we go, why can't we go crazy and, and, and give him the, the, the full skull face? So, and yeah, uh, well, and that's the interesting part of it too, is that, yeah, we, from the first Iron Man film, like flashy characters were welcome, you know, mm-hmm. in this universe that it, that sort of has to ground itself in reality at certain points, but then, you know, yeah, like it'll, it'll throw it all aside. Like we have like a, a Spider-Man that looks the most like his comic book character in a film that's like never been done before, you know, like Tom Holland's Spider-Man costume is like the closest thing to the comic that we've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And, um, and same thing with like Thor and Captain America, they found ways of like around not making his costume look cheesy, you know, but still making him look like his comic book character. So that's the interesting part. So I completely forgot about Taskmaster being able to imitate other people's fighting styles. So that explains why he has like a Hawkeye bow and arrow. So he's imitating Hawkeye. Yeah. Um, so th- that's, that's kind of one of the cool things I've always liked about the Taskmaster. And like, uh, I've always thought that like, uh, uh, you, you know, if I could do like a Taskmaster story, like I would always like, like, I've always envisioned like teaming him up with like the chameleon. So like yeah. the chameleon could like make him look like anybody, but then like he could, uh, uh, he would have the, the, the characteristics or, or the fighting styles from somebody. So like, you know, in a world where we have like deep fakes, yeah. like you could, uh, you could dress taskmaster up as captain America and he could go out and look exactly like captain America. And if you watch the video, you would, uh, you would, you would think that that was him. So, yeah, so he could basically, um, yeah, he's going to be able to take on the 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 fighting styles of anybody he's able to study. So yeah, that that's 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 going to be pretty interesting uh, skill set to have here. And from the from the trailer, I would guess that Black Widow has history with every character that we see, including you know the the three what we see him as good guys, but just from that little hint of him being able to imitate Hawkeye, it seems like she has history with Taskmaster as well. So I'm wondering if they're going to tie his origins to the Red Room or something like that um, or within this universe. Yeah, that would that would be interesting. Um, or if it's just the fact that they just, for some reason she gets called back and they have somebody that's, you know, causing havoc or, or doing something and that they just, they just run into him. Now, what would be interesting is if during uh, what one way they could redeem themselves and they, it could maybe be a switcheroo here on us is that, you know, from this trailer, we see him wearing some sort of face mask that sort of alludes a little bit to, you know, some skull imagery. What happens if he sustains an injury like during the movie and by the end of the movie, he's sort of, uh, maybe sort of like uh, like Harvey Dent in mm. in Dark Knight, where his yeah. he's got a bit of uh, he's got a bit of uh, his skull exposed, and then you know if he shows up later, he could 
be all the way, like take all the take all the skin off of his face. That would be an interesting way to do it. Yeah, I'd like to see that. That would be cool. Yeah, I'm excited to see Taskmaster, regardless of him looking like uh uh like a, a cobra commander bodyguard, um, basically, you know, and maybe not even that cool. <laughs> I don't know. Um but yeah, what's what's interesting is that both films seem to be about the past, you know, drawing you back in. I mean, with Black Widow and No Time to Die. So it's sort of, you know, both movies seem to be very similar in how they've like, you know, their tones and their moods. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like storylines as well. It's all about like bringing the person back into the life that they left. Um, so it'll be, it does. So that's a good segue into uh, No Time to Die. Yeah. But before we do that, let's do some, uh, I think sometimes when we do these sort of recaps or reviews, um, we should get a post-credit scene. Do you have any predictions on on things that we might see? I'm going to say it again like I've been saying all year. I'm predicting Doctor Doom at the end or some Fantastic Four at the end of the credits. Um, So that's interesting because... Yeah, I saw some I saw some rumors that some people were saying that Doom is the is well, I think there's going to be two bad guys. Well, at least one bad guy in the next Black Panther is right. Namor. But I'm seeing some people, you know, speculate online that Doctor Doom um might be in uh Black Panther 2. So maybe um maybe that's a way to um sort of start that off but uh yeah i haven't looked at the timeline to see when when black panther 2 is 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 scheduled to come out yeah there has to be i guess that that makes sense for them to be a black panther thing i guess there could also be a you know if how spider-man whatever the you know log title was in the the last spider-man film far from home the end credits of those were any indication if they're going to do more scroll stuff as well. So I guess two, two credit sequences. One is more hopeful, but I predict it's going to be fantastic for the other one is going to be scroll, uh, scroll centered. So I think they're going to be doing more with the, maybe something like secret invasion or something like that. Yeah, that, that, that would be cool. And I, I still held out hope that uh, whenever we do get to future black Panther, movies if we haven't introduced the fantastic four that we that we we introduced the fantastic four through through uh through a black panther movie just because of the 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 symmetry of black panther coming through the comic books you could and you you know science-based uh good old marvel we get together we fight at first and then we then we settle our our differences and and team up so that so that would be cool so that would be cool what are your predictions for end credit sequences um i'm trying let's see um i i like yours um because it's great that's why yeah that's very true yeah i would think maybe would we get any more of fury um being out on the the scroll ship uh yeah going out because that was sort of like just to tell us that he was out there doing something so maybe they could just clue us into you know maybe he reaches a destination or or gets a sick gets a signal so maybe they could continue that uh nick fury in space yeah that's that yeah i like that too yeah 
All right, so let's switch to the next movie that we're gonna look at. Uh, this is the trailer for the newest, uh, the newest James Bond movie. So very similar opening sequence. Well, not there's no car chase in the last one, but still similar, you know, spy thriller cliches in a city. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about this, but we'll, we'll talk about Tom Cruise in relationship to that shot right there. Um, and a lot of these shots. How do you make a James Bond film in a post mission impossible fallout world, basically. And in a post John wick world, you know, very true. That's the new 007 played by Maria Rambo. And I don't know the actual actress's name. Looks so old. Sorry. <laughs> Daniel Craig, need to retire, man. So one thing I think it's interesting is, is I feel like a lot of the other James Bond movies were could almost act as like standalones where this were, we're getting more of like the interconnectivity. I wonder, you know, yeah. again, we just looked at a Marvel film. I wonder how much of an influence that is there. Oh, I can imagine it's a big influence because even Spectre kind of like, it was one of the worst parts of it was them like at one part we're like, well, yeah, all the last three films have been connected to each other. You know, yeah. that was sort of a big reveal in the film. And yeah, this one, there seems to be hints of some retconning of that, but also building on that. Um, yeah, so I'm, yeah, I'm guessing there's there's got to be a lot going on. Like you said, you know, one continuous story is uh, has you know it's it's seen we've seen effects on everything that comes into theaters these years. Yeah, when I saw that guy with the mask, I was like, oh no, that looks like the jigsaw mask. That's gonna yeah. <laughs> Except he looks more like jigsaw without the mask on than whatever pretty boy his name was who played yeah and we're talking about jigsaw from the the punisher series not the uh not the horror movie not the horror movie i wish it was the horror. so that was the bond trailer so uh kind of interesting how this worked out that we got two uh you know spy thrillers one in a superhero universe and one in uh, more realistic universe so but still like you know we wouldn't have the marvel universe without james bond because james bond was that big franchise where it was like here's the real world but we're going to introduce fantastical elements into it with like sort of a grounded explanation you know mm-hmm. so you wouldn't have characters like iron man without james bond you know yeah. Someone who's like, you know, has to have some reality to the fantastical elements and like, you know, the world ending stakes. So both owe each other a lot, you know, in the sense that James Bond really set the tone in the 60s for what action, you know, comics and media was. And now subsequently Marvel sort of set the bar as to what, you know, what action films are going to be like. Yeah. Um, um 
Yeah, I, that's pretty interesting when you're talking about that. I never really thought about how much that uh, James Bond is so closely a Batman character, yeah. a, a Black Widow character. Um, and Christopher you know. Nolan really wanted, so like, yeah, so you want to talk about like what like the big inspiration for like the aesthetic of the new Marvel films and they all owe their aesthetic to like Batman Begins, mm-hmm. you know? Because that was sort of the new wave of superhero films where they were like, we're taking these heroes seriously now. You know, we're moving away from the bright colors and the camp of something like, you know, Tim Burton or anything like that. We're taking these characters very seriously, like you would a James Bond film. And Christopher Nolan like cites James Bond as being like the number one aesthetic inspiration for his Dark Knight trilogy. Where, you know, doing as much in camera, like stunt wise having the gadgets have like an explanation, you know, and stuff like that, like a military explanation. And that's continued on from like, you know, every Marvel film since has that sort of, you know, James Bond aspect to it, even to the point where like shield is such a big deal in all the Marvel films, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're sort of like the MI six of everything. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So we kind of talked about this while we were watching it, but uh uh, it is interesting how uh, this one from the trailer, we see a lot of connective uh, points to, to the sort of the last three to four Bond movies. Yeah. Um, and we were saying how much that we wondered that that was an influence because everybody wants, with the success of Mar- the Marvel U, everybody wants that sort of connected universe. And for a while, it seemed like... Uh, they were going to try to do that with the the monster universe until until that one movie failed. But um, that's interesting. And another thing I was thinking about is, is have you ever heard the theory that uh, James Bond is not like the person it's the, it's the the designation. Yeah. And and sort of like, we also have that with uh, black widow, like black widow is uh, you know, multiple people can, to fall into that role and you know we see a little bit more of the possibility of this this new character you, you know the the he i think that he says you're a double o but it's you know it's certainly possible that that she could become double o seven um so that that's interesting as well another parallel yeah there's there's a lot of parallels there and um yeah that's a you know that's also a clever way around uh sort of uh you know everybody was like we want a woman to play james want someone of color to play james bond and they cast someone of both mm-hmm. to play the next 007 so I'm, I'm i'm half wondering whether or not they're trying to set her up as the next you know 007 star you know after this you know that it's uh whether they give the james bond you know you know identity to someone else that would also be interesting, of course, but also like I think I'm I'm also wondering if they're not trying to get a spinoff started here. Yeah, no, and I think that that's I think that that's great because it's sort of yeah. like uh, uh, it's you know it it's it's a, it's a change it's 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 another representation and it's it's an avenue for for different stories as well. And um, it's so and that it, that it would be really within cool. The world, yeah, too. you know, it, it fits within. Also what the, what this era of Bond has set up as well, because like, 
again, Batman begins set a new precedent for like how action films should be made. And that's sort of how it would influence Casino Royale, you know, to give an explanation for things like what does it mean to be a 007, you know, that kind of thing, or to be a double O. And so Daniel Craig, as James Bond, that's sort of been their universes to be like, give explanations to things that opens up more possibilities for, you know, future installments. Yeah. So um, let's, uh, let's, let's bring this to a close after looking at those two trailers. Um, I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to throw a, I'm going to throw a bit of a curveball to you. If you could have uh, a director, if you had your pick of the letter, who would you pick to do uh, a James Bond movie? Um, Chad Stahelski, who did uh, the John Wick films. I mean, he's basically doing a James Bond of his own with John Wick, but I would love to see him do John to do James Bond. Um, yeah, that's 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 an easy pick for me. Sorry, but like, yeah, that's that's sort of my my go to, which which is a point I wanted to make with this is that you can see, you know, John Wick again takes a lot of influence from James Bond, mm-hmm. um, and you can see this also being influenced by John Wick and sort of the visuals that they're introducing into this with like some of the more LED lit, you know, like sets and um, some of the more like, you know, how they're handling firearms and the the car chases and the motorcycles chases. And then also there seems to be an escalation of the stunts in this from the past film. And I'm guessing that's in response to Tom Cruise and Mission Impossible to just be like, if we're going to make a, a James Bond film, you know, we got to you know, we got to be drawing from the two franchises right now that are doing better than we could have ever hoped that they could have, you know, they're inspired by us. But that was a good question. Uh, what, what, who would you pick to be director James Bond film? So this isn't, this isn't too original because I know that it's been uh, either he's talked about it or it's been talked about it a lot online, but there's always the rumors of the Tarantino Bond movie. Yeah. And I, I, I just, I, I think that would be interesting um there would certainly be a lot more uh scenes of people just sitting around talking um but it it it, but when it did take a turn towards uh action i wonder how much how much sort of like violence would would be in it as well but i don't know if we'll ever see that maybe yeah yeah tarantino bond film would be interesting yeah, like, I think he's too intellectual for a Bond film. Because people have always been like, when's Christopher Nolan going to do a Bond film? You know, that kind of thing. And both him and Tarantino are too highbrow, almost, mm-hmm. for, like, how simple James Bond needs to be, you know? Bond needs to have simple stakes, but, like, Tarantino and and Christopher Nolan can't tell a story simply, you know? Very true. It's always got to be something complex. And... uh but I still would love to see both of them try their hand at a Bond film. Yeah. Um, what do you think of, because you're a fan of True Detective season one, um, and that's the director of that is who's directing this new Bond film. What do you think oh. of that? Oh, that's, I didn't, I didn't do that much research into it, but that is, uh, that's, that's pretty interesting. Yeah, um, that's, yeah, it's a good choice, I think. Yeah, because he did, in season one, they did that long, yeah, that, that long tracking shot that was like the one fight escape sort of scene with McConaughey going through like all the the houses. So I'm wondering if we're going to get maybe not to that extent, but because, you know, 
with True Detective, he had 13 hours to play with. Where here, he's got you know close to to the three hours, I'm guessing. So, but we probably get we probably get something very similar to that style. So, and he did uh, he did something similar on his last TV venture. Um, for uh, Maniac. Um, he did a, he did an even longer, long take and it was like a fight sequence. Yeah. And so that was actually something I was thinking about. Um, I, I, there wasn't a lot of like hand to hand combat shown in this, this trailer, but I feel like in the last couple of Bond movies, um, the, the fighting, um, and like, like we said, like everybody's had to step their game up with, with John Wick. Um, but I feel like the fighting style in, uh, Bond also is sort of taking a lot from the Daredevil TV show. Yeah. Where they like, they grapple, you know, they, they get tired. They sort of take a step back and, you know, regroup and, and come at each other where like, you know, like a Roger Moore movie, it's, it's you know, silly sort of older, older yeah. gentlemen, you know, fighting each other. And uh, <laughs> now I feel like now the Bond movies, have a lot of that uh, that brawler sort of like daredevil f- hallway fight scenes. So, which you know that that's, and they might take a page out of John Wick for that because that's also John Wick's style is to show is to use like Keanu Reeves' age as like a storytelling mechanism. Like they mm-hmm. never try to portray him as being capable of doing something a younger man could do. You know, like they they always want to show that he's older and like mm-hmm. does get worn out faster. Um. And that's like, you know, we've talked about this sequence before, but like the, the sequence in Atomic Blonde, that like long take. Yeah. You know, I could see someone like Kerry Joji Fukunaga doing something like that, you know? And I think that's probably the, and the one in Atomic Blonde is probably the most elaborate long take I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, and that's, uh, so I, I could see him try to top that with James Bond. And to do something like that with like a fight sequence where, yeah, he does like a more brawling, kind of thing that would be that'd be cool to see okay cool so um that uh, that was a pretty decent review um uh in those movies should be well uh black widow is in the coming out in the spring um do you know what the the release date for for bond is uh also the spring i'm pretty sure um okay. let me look it up just to make sure about that um yep april 8th so one month before black widow Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we'll have to, we'll have to do recaps and it's always fun when we do the, we do the recaps on the Marvel movies, we get to figure out if our, our predictions were, were on or off. So and get disappointed with no fantastic four. Yeah. Well, I, uh, I, I, some, someday. someday. Um, so uh, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe in the end of black widow, we'll get, uh, we'll get Krakoa and we'll get, uh, we'll get uh, Charles making his, uh, his, uh, uh, designer um, pharmaceuticals through the through the flowers. Oh, that would be great! <laughs> oh, I, oh man, that would automatically become the greatest MCU film ever if that's how that movie ended. Yes. All right, so um, that's going to do it for for this episode. Um, if anybody wants to give us a follow, we are on Twitter at Construct Compod. We're on Instagram at Constructing Comics Pod. Facebook constructing comics youtube constructing comics 
Uh, and if you could go give this uh, episode a rating and review, we'd really appreciate it. And we'll be back with a, another episode very soon.